My guest today is Phil Kohler. He's here to talk about his review of The Surge. My name is Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Kohler, the original. Welcome back to this program. Thank you for having me, Justin. So we're talking about the surge today. And my first question is, is it different enough from Mountain Dew to warrant coming back it's for got, another run? It gives you, it's like a bigger energy boost in my experience is the reason that you go with surge over Mountain Dew. Uh, Phil, the Surge is actually a video game that has it very is. little to do with uh, the soda that everybody L- loves. Less than you'd hope. My favorite soda. Um, I think the easy comparison that people make when they're talking about this game is uh, uh, Dark Souls in Space, Future Dark Souls, Sci-Fi Dark Souls. Sci-Fi Dark Souls, yeah, sci-fi I've heard Dark that a lot. Um, and the, 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 the last game from Deck 13, Lords of the Fallen, the way a lot of people describe that was Dark Souls. <laughs> Kind of. Yeah, yeah. It was a. It was. I mean, it. It was a Dark Souls clone. It was pretty blatantly a Dark Souls clone. I think I had read a couple of interviews with Deck Thirteen where they were like, "We're not a Dark Souls clone," but actually, they, but in actuality, the twist of the game that you find out at the end is that it was. It was, it was a Dark, Dark Souls, Souls clone. clone. Uh, yeah. So this I, is two questions. I have two yeah, questions, sure. Phil. The first one is this: uh, In what ways is that an accurate? representation and uh my second one and i won't spoil it for you until you're ready but uh here's a hint it's going to be in what ways is that inaccurate sure uh what i would say is that the surge compared to lords of the fallen in particular um it's definitely building on the dark souls formula it still feels like a dark souls game in the sense of like it's a third person action game it's melee focused and you know it's very brutal intense combat you're probably gonna die a lot um the Surge sets itself apart much better than Lords of the Fallen did. And part of that is just the fact that it's sci-fi. You know, we haven't we haven't had a Dark Souls-style game in a sci-fi setting, whereas Lords of the Fallen was, it was a generic fantasy setting, so it didn't feel different enough to really stand apart, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that this is a sci-fi setting, that, that it's like a sort of dystopian, weird uh, mechanical world, and you're fighting robots... And you're you're ripping their body parts off and equipping them as armor is like that that feels suitably different. Um, and then even beyond that, the surge actually sets itself self apart mechanically in a lot of interesting ways. A lot of these are like small changes, but they they end up feeling meaningful. Like like I said, you're ripping robots uh, limbs off. So there's actually a whole system for targeting specific limbs during combat and then performing a finishing move that will uh, chop that limb off so that you can then get that part and turn it into crafting materials that you can use to craft that specific armor on that part of your body. Hmm, interesting. Um, what, what about the big sort of difference? How does this, breaking, speaking broadly, how does this feel uh, uh, compared to the Dark Souls franchise? Um, I, I've actually, one of the things that I've said to a few different people is that... Um, it actually reminds me a little bit more of Bloodborne than Dark Souls mm, um, okay. in the sense that it's pretty fast paced, um, you know, depending on which weapon you have equipped weapon type. I used like a, a big sword throughout. So my uh, my swing was still very slow, but 
blocking isn't really you can block but it's not a good idea you're not going to prevent a lot of damage by blocking so you actually uh you're you're better served dodging in and out of combat um mm -hmm. and then as you're fighting you build up this uh this bar called energy and um you can spend your energy to like do certain things such as healing or summoning in a drone that will like do do more damage um so again that feels feels like the the bloodborne system of you're rewarded for constantly attacking and building this energy back up mm -hmm. uh what platform did you play it on i played on pc uh, okay. But it is also available on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. There's a weird range. Uh, a lot of times for games, you see a fairly coherent, um, you know, spectrum of scores. And this one really seems to be all over the place. What, sure. what, what would you credit that to? Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's a it's it's tough. Uh, it's tough to say why, uh, you know, specific reasons other people felt the way that they did. Sure, sure. Um, there's definitely elements of the game that are particularly if you've played a lot of the Souls games and if you're going in expecting a Souls type game. Um, obviously, From Software has been doing this for a long time and they've gotten to a point where the Souls games, though, though often credited as starting out fairly janky, the Souls games are pretty polished at this point. Um, sure. They know what they're doing every time there's a new Dark Souls or a new Bloodborne or whatever it might be. Um, and you know what you're getting out of it. Uh, the Surge, again, though though I think more polished than Lords of the Fallen, it definitely has an element of uh, sort of like uh, rustiness to it of like mm. certain things that you're like, oh, this, this, you know, like this specific encounter. I'm thinking in particular of the boss encounters. Um you know, like this specific part of the game doesn't feel like it was that well thought out or or like they uh, like they made it the best version of it that it could be. Um, I actually like as a reviewer, I tend to have a little bit more. I tend to give a little bit more leeway for forgiving that stuff just because um, I like when a game is ambitious and tries weird, interesting stuff, even if it doesn't work. Um, so for me, it's like I a, a lot of times I will appreciate um, trying but failing at that more than I would if they had something less ambitious but but boring, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's sort of where I think it probably comes from. Dark Souls gets a lot of credit for its storytelling, which is um really sort of abstract. I think I, I think you could say, and uh, I've always figured that was a side effect of the way the game is built. If you're playing sections repeatedly, um then then uh, story sort of hand delivered to you is going to start to feel uh well it's hard to keep pace in a narrative like that um would you say the surge is telling a more concrete story and um is that part of the problem because you highlighted that as something that didn't exactly gel for you yeah i would say the story is at least given to you more directly right um you know, it does the the sort of like traditional sci-fi video game thing of you're picking up audio logs as you go and the audio logs sort of give you bits and pieces of the story. And, and in addition to that, you're meeting non-player characters and having conversations with them. And they're much more direct than Dark Souls uh, characters who, you know, usually just say something vague and then laugh at you for five minutes. Mm -hmm. um, they, these characters like tell you very directly what's going on. I don't think. Yeah. As, as you mentioned, I don't think the story was very good in in the surge um mm -hmm. but most of that just comes down to like the the writing itself is very 
it's kind of full of a lot of cliches and it's it's dealing with interesting topics like you know sort of the morality of robotics and you know pushing technology too far using technology to try to improve on and fix nature um so those are all interesting things but there's been a lot of there's been a lot of uh sci-fi written about these topics and uh the way that the surge handles that stuff is very surface level uh, there's an interesting question in the comments in the story from Brill, and this is really a question for the developer, but I'd like to hear you sort of speak on the issue. Why sure. are there no guns slash projectile weapons in the game? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not nev- never entirely explained. Um, the the best you know sort of explanation that I could come up with is so the the sort of setup of the game is you're going to work for this company called Creo, and Creo is basically like a robotics slash technology company that's trying to make the world a better place through developing all of this crazy new technology. Um, and you get there just in time for things to go horribly wrong and robots and people who have been implanted with robot spines are, mm-hmm. uh, are all going crazy and attacking. Um, so the, the, the best in universe explanation I can think of for why there's no guns is like, there wouldn't be guns at this place. Um, and all of the, the weapons, the stuff you're using as weapons are sort of like makeshift. It's like tools that you'd be using in this sort of factory setting that have been transformed into weapons. Um, but then there's definitely parts where that, that falls apart a little bit. Like at a certain point you're fighting like security guards and it's like, why don't the security guards have guns? Why are they just using these like electric well, Nobody sticks? else had guns. So they figured, well, what do we need guns for? Yeah. Yeah. It's we weird. Make it fair. Uh, there are, you know, like there are robots you fight who have lasers and who shoot missiles. Um, so there is a little bit of projectile stuff coming in your direction. Um, but it's very much, uh, yeah, like the, the human characters are never going to be pulling out a machine gun or something. Um, Dark Souls is, is, as a series is interesting because I think it has evolved uh, in how it is ch- sort of, I think it's evolved from punishing to difficult. If that makes sense, there are a lot of quality of life things. Uh, I'm thinking specifically of stuff like getting cursed in uh, oh, sure. Dark Souls that then like reduced your health and and sort of per- semi permanently, and it was miserable and and it was the pits. Um, and those sorts of things have sort of gone away in favor of just sort of pure difficulty. Where does um, where does the surge fall on that sort of quality of life uh, scale? I would say it's um, definitely on the easier side uh, compared to the Souls games. Um, and in particular, there are a couple of, like, as you said, quality of life changes. The biggest one is honestly, um, so Ops Centers are the name of basically this game's bonfire. Um, they're these, there's one of them in every level, and they're just like a place that you can go where you're safe from enemies and where you uh, you take the scrap that robots drop and turn it into leveling up. Um mm-hmm. But when you go to an op center, if you don't have enough scrap to level up, you can bank it at the op center and it'll oh, just okay. stay there um, until you're ready. Uh, so, so that obviously takes away a lot of the like, a lot of the scariness and the pain of like, you know, grinding out a bunch of souls and then you die and then you lose them. Mm-hmm. Um, and one other interesting thing this game does is when you drop your scraps, when you die and you drop your scraps, um, there's a timer to get back to them, which okay. I initially thought like, oh, that's going to make things harder. But 
the timer, every time you kill an enemy on the way back, the timer, like, you get a little bit of extra time added, basically. Okay, cool. Um, so it actually ended up being, like, a pretty fair system that, that felt like it just added a little bit more tension and not that it made things worse. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say the, the fact that you can bank stuff, it's a huge quality of life thing that just, like, takes away a lot of the fear. And if you want to play it super safe, you can. If you don't bank your scraps, you build up a multiplier, and that means that you're going to get more scraps for every robot you kill or every enemy you kill. Um, so, so yeah, there's like a there's also like a pros and cons thing built in there, like a like a risk reward that that I really like. Does the lack of projectile weapons to circle back on that does that uh, does it still feel like there's enough variety in your combat style? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different weapon types, um, and they they feel very different. So, you know, you can have like what they call a single rigged weapon, which is just like a giant, you know, sword or a wrench or something on one arm, um, and those are going to be really slow moving, but they hit hard. You could have a, du- a twin rigged weapon, which are like claws essentially, like one on both hands, and that's going to turn you into like you're just you know slashing really fast, jumping away from the enemy, and then darting back in. Um, and it feels totally different. You can use like a staff, which is also a much faster one. Um, yeah, there's a definitely a lot of weapon variety. Uh, the other thing that's that's cool is there's a really, um, really nice and simple upgrade system for your weapons. Um, and that allowed me to find, you know, I found the one weapon I liked pretty early in the game. And I just stuck with that one weapon for the most part. I would switch to other weapons here and there to like test them out. But I mostly stuck with one weapon because because it felt good. I, I was used to it, and I could keep upgrading it. Uh, I've got a few questions here from from listeners. Uh, I would say, kind of, a, uh, this is not a question for listeners, but sort of my observation. For a game like this, it seems like a little bit of a muted response and a muted like launch. Um, I think it's caught a few people by surprise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's a Deck Thirteen is a fairly small developer. Um, and Focus Home Interactive is the publisher, very small publisher. So, you know, it's not like they had a, a huge uh, ad campaign or a ton of buzz going into this. Um, so I, I think it's something that a lot of people hadn't even heard of or didn't realize was coming out already. Uh, so uh, speaking of, here is uh, our first question. Um, and it comes from... Uh, uh, Master Elcom, we'll go with that. Uh, how varied do the environments get? If it all stays flat industrial all the time, does that make it easy to get lost? Brendan Conroy, along those same lines, how engaging or not is the sci-fi visual aesthetic? Does it feel unique, or is it the two human slash destiny school of down the middle design? Yeah. Uh, so, first off, in terms of the setting, um, it is you know I would say like. 60 to 70 percent of the game is like sort of industrial factory type stuff um they do introduce some things that switch up a little bit there's like a boardroom setting there's like a uh a sort of um like a showroom where they're trying to show off the technology of this company so it's like a you know kind of lighter brighter fancier setting um there's like greenhouses um so they do have enough variety that it worked really well for me and i would say like even in the industrial stuff um, the maps are laid out in such a way and there's enough, like, there's enough interesting landmarking that, uh, I was able to, you know, sort of build a map of the places in my mind. And that's one of the satisfying things about a Souls-type game, right? Is, like, just exploring and learning a setting 
and figuring out the fastest way to get through it, figuring out how to open up shortcuts, um, all of that stuff, I feel like The Surge does very well. Um, and then similarly, in terms of aesthetic, I don't think it's like a very pretty game to look at. And initially, like, I was really turned off by just the overall, the look and feel of it. But it did grow on me over time. And I, I do feel like it's it's not as generic as it might seem at first. Like, the way that you are, like I said, taking these uh, pieces from robots and and other people and using them to, like, just sort of makeshift craft together some basic armor that will help keep you alive. Um, I don't know. It feels it feels new enough or interesting, unique enough, I guess, that that uh, it really pulled me in. Um, and the game, the game's atmosphere overall is just really it's really intense. It's really foreboding. I constantly felt like I was like, you know, death was just around the corner. Um, it reminded me a little bit of a uh, of Dead Space, actually, of just that feeling of like exploring this messed up sci-fi setting where everything has gone horribly wrong and mm -hmm. i'm probably gonna die when i open the next door um uh, last question phil uh yeah the last game from deck 13 obviously took a lot of cues from uh dark souls to put it generously um are there any cues in in this game in the surge that you would like obviously Supposedly, the Dark Souls franchise is, is done with, uh, we shall see, but From will continue making games like that, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, is there any sort of lessons there? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing that I could see, like, you know, if a, if a From Software person were to play The Surge and say, what can we learn from this? Um, I think the biggest thing, like, there's two things. One, that this formula can work in a wider variety of settings. Obviously, we saw that a little bit with Bloodborne, which, you know, moved from traditional fantasy into a slightly more, like, horror-esque setting, um, but was still pretty similar. Um, I think The Surge shows that you can, you can push it even further than that and go into weirder directions, and that formula still works and feels good. Um, the other thing is, like, and I, I think this is something that From already knows, but the fact that you can mechanically, you can just introduce little tweaks and those over the course of a full game will have a really big impact. So like, like I said, like the ability to bank, uh, bank your scraps, the timer when you have to retrieve scraps, like this is stuff that they're technically small changes from the core souls formula, but they make the surge feel like a very different game. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Phil, thank you so much for, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Justin. That's going to do it for us, folks. If you want to read Phil's review, you can find it at polygon.com, along with a lot of other stuff. I'm assuming a lot about Destiny 2, if I had to take a wild guess. Uh, but uh, for right now, that's going to do it for us, folks. So until next week, for Phil Kohler, my name is Justin McElroy, and thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Quality Control.